0: entry for dr. Jabin Moore when dr. Jabin Moore was younger he didn't think about detoxing he didn't even know it was a thing until as an elite athlete in his early 20s he started feeling fatigue and then joint pain and then at the tender age of 25 found out he had erectile dysfunction how could this possibly be for such a young man? He wanted answers. So that embarked him upon his journey for detoxing. He found out he had Lyme disease and he went on this journey to heal his body, overcome this disease, and turn his life around and become stronger and more powerful than ever. Enjoy his story. Quick disclaimer here, nothing in this podcast is to be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your medical doctor before attempting a detox. Hi guys, welcome to Detox Diaries. Um, Today I am with... Dr. J. Ben Moore, and he is a chiropractor. Um, and his story is interesting because he his detox journey began when he found out that he had Lyme disease and figured out all the co-infections and crud that comes along with that. So welcome to the show, Dr. Moore. How are you?
1: I'm doing really good. Just enjoying my Monday and getting on this podcast to give my story is exciting for me because... Usually when I'm doing podcasts, it's all about what I do and and not me being able to say, you know, I've experienced it, lived it. and, And that gives me so much more of a connection to the journey that each person that I work with goes through.
0: Right. And so I know that you as a doctor, your story, you had Lyme disease. And I'm curious, like, how did you, how did you first find out? First of all, most people don't know they have Lyme disease They're walking around it. They don't know. And then all these other co-infections that come along with it. And they're like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And, you know, the journey of most patients that you probably see is like, they've been to every doctor and nobody can figure (laughs) out what's wrong with them. Right. Um, It's just a common story. So I'm curious, how did you figure out you had Lyme disease?
1: Well, like you said, like so many people I've worked with, you get symptoms that start building up. My symptoms were, I was feeling a little tired. My joints were aching. You know, I was a college athlete. And in college, by the time I got to my senior season, I had to warm up pedaling a bike for 10 minutes just to get my knees loose enough to go do a squat workout. And then I got into chiropractic school and lost 60 pounds because I was a college shot putter. So I lost all this weight, got to the best physical shape that I had ever been in. I have a picture of me when I had a six pack and I was just like, I should have been on top of the world, but no matter how good I looked on the outside, I was not feeling that way on the inside. I was worn out. I was hurting and I had ended up developing erectile dysfunction, which as a guy, that's like, okay, now what in the heck's happening? I'm 25 years old. Doctors are saying that just happens to some people. That's just the way it is. That's, that's normal. You know, there's, there's medications for that.
0: Okay, that's not normal for a 25-year-old man. Let's just say that, right? No, it's not um, normal. And, and I'm just curious, like, like, emotionally, can you just talk about that blow? Because this is part of the, the journey that people, you know, we can talk about the, the actual disease and the symptoms, but it's like the emotional impact that this has on people is, is devastating, right? Because then you think, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? right? And then you start to look through that lens all the time. So I'm curious what that looked like for you. I mean, being such a young man, and physically fit and looking all this, you know, this particular way that society is like, oh, yeah, you're the epitome of health, but feeling like crap underneath it all, like, like, emotionally, what does that do to a young man?
1: Well, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and we had a lot of discussions about the fact that my health was not what it should be. And you know I wanted to have a family and I wanted to have kids and I wanted to be able to um, live a normal life and, and any male hates talking about difficulties with that. And at 25 when again, you're supposed to be on top of the world, so, I was a former college all-American athlete and I was going through a professional school and I was I was doing all the things that I thought I should be doing to, feel well but then knowing that my body didn't work right it was it was devastating to me and when there was no answers and no reasoning and I'm a a pretty analytical person I'm like okay so if your body doesn't work there should be a reason for it and no one could give me an answer and we were doing all these different things in functional medicine uh, that were supposed to help with blood sugar supposed to help with hormones supposed to help with inflammation that were was the, the practitioners because I tried the medical route and when it didn't work as far as getting an answer because I wanted an answer I didn't want the pill and then I moved over mm-hmm. to the functional medicine realm and they were trying to give me a pill to fix inflammation or a diet to fix blood sugar or these things and that wasn't working finally you know I was to the point where I was just really I don't want to use the word depressed because I don't think I was depressed, but I was just almost feeling defeated. And I was sitting at a conference uh, for functional medicine, and we were all sitting around talking about different things. And some of the guys knew me pretty well, and they knew some of the struggles I was going through, and we were all students together. And somebody said, well, they were talking about Lyme disease. What about Lyme disease? and he muscle tested me because he was a muscle tester and he said I think you might have Lyme disease I don't know what to do for that but I think you should figure you look into that
0: so at the time you were done with chiropractic school I was not I
1: was still in school oh so
0: okay so you're still in school and you're learning all this stuff as you're going along and how to heal the body and and all this stuff and then someone mentions Lyme disease and you're like wait what (laughs) What do we do with that? Right. Yeah, I was, and I'm curious, like, cause you are in Kansas, right? Kansas city, Kansas city, Missouri, Missouri. And I'm curious, like as a child, were you ever like, do you remember, remember being bit by a tick or something that that's would have correlated back to, you know, functional medicine, we're all about correlating symptoms to root causes and all that. But like, could you go back in time and be like, Oh yeah, well I was bit by ticks all the time. I now can look back and say that growing up in North Carolina, you know, and rolling around in the grass and all that, but it's like, can you, do you have that image in your head of a time and a child or do you have any idea? I have no
1: idea when it actually happened, but I know I was bit by more ticks than I can probably count because I was an outdoor kid. There were 400 acres of woodland area behind my house and
0: Mm -hmm. you're running out through the
1: fields and, and, yeah, absolutely was bit by ticks more times. But it didn't hit like everybody wants to think, okay, you get a bullseye rash, you get a fever, you get sick, you have Lyme. But that's not how it worked. I can remember right. in high school, I back squatted six hundred and ninety pounds and I would literally say, There is no limitation, but your mind just keep working because I just kept getting stronger and getting stronger and getting stronger. And then when I got to college My strength levels went up a little bit, but in a five years of extremely consistent training, I did not get that much stronger and I never really felt like I knew why. I mean, my coach knew that I was already pretty strong, so he didn't care as much about my strength level. So he focused more on technique and other things, but I still should have gotten significantly stronger and I just didn't. I felt like I hit this major plateau in my 19, 20, 21 year old age, and that's not normal. So I'm thinking something happened late high school, early college is probably when I when Lyme picked up for me. And then it just kind of flatlined my athletic career a little bit. Not completely, because I still got better technique and, and other things, but just my my strength levels just didn't go up. So I'm thinking that's where the testosterone might have taken a hit the hormones might have taken a hit which led in the long run to what happened at 25 but it started back at 18 19
0: mm-hmm. well and it's interesting because working with with clients and patients that that on the other side of this or or battling but I don't understand why I can't lose weight you know like it's that that resistance that you hit where it's like you just plateau And what you're saying is it works on the other side of you just can't build strength anymore. It's like you just keep burning harder and harder and harder and working really, really hard without the results. And it's so frustrating. Right. So, yeah, I mean, especially when you're putting in, I'm sure as an athlete at that level, you're it's like a full time job, you know, I can't imagine the hours putting in. That is not the course that I took because I'm not an elite athlete. (laughs) So, but it's, I'm sure that it became like, uh, in my head, I would imagine if it was me and being stubborn, I would be like, well, this is an unrewarding full-time job of me working so hard with such little result like that. And then, you know, not feeling your greatest. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Right. Um, How did you... So you got muscle tested. We're jumping ahead a little bit. So you got muscle tested and figured out you had Lyme disease. What, what did that mean for you in that moment? You're like, oh, all my answers are here. Or were you like, oh God, now there's so many more questions.
1: It was a bit of the second because like I was saying, the guy didn't know what to do for it. And I was at a conference of functional medicine doctors and not many of them had a clue <laughs> of what to do for it, or at least had had any success in working with it. So we had heard of a doctor in Wisconsin that had a lot of success with Lyme. So that was my next step was how do I get to him? When can I see him? What answers can he give me? And is this the one thing that's going to work? Or is this just another piece of a puzzle or another going to be another failed experiment like blood sugar and inflammation and, and gut health and, health and, and, all, and all, that all these stuff. other yeah. things? Ush, work. Yeah. You know, is it a probiotic or another vasodilator or what, you know, (laughs) what, what, what is going to be the the next thing? Is is Lyme that same piece? Am I going to drive to Wisconsin and and do this treatment and then still be sick? Or, I mean, I didn't really even think of myself as sick. It was more broken than sick was my, my mindset at the time. So
0: I'm going to assume that you drove up to see Dr. Lindsay. I did. I, f- I figured as much. Um, he's kind of a genius. Um, and so what did that journey look like to you towards recovery?
1: So my journey was a lot different than almost everyone I work with because maybe just because my body was in a physically fit place still, I was still in a, I guess, not healthy, but healthier standpoint than a lot of the people I work with. But it was actually Dr. Watts and I that drove together to Dr. Lindsleys. and Dr. Lindsley at the time was developing a lot of his formulas and, and he's like, all right, so you're going to take this formula and this formula together at the same time. You're going to take this much. Uh, you're going to do that for a month and then you give me a call back and, and we'll kind of take the next step. We were not fortunate enough at the time to have had some of the protocols of detox and drainage and any of that at the time, it just, you know, biotoxin binder wasn't available. It wasn't something I even knew existed. I didn't know that that detox was a thing. I just knew that you get rid of some bugs and, and theoretically you feel better. So, uh, I took the full dose on the first day of multiple formulas. And by the end of the first week, I was so toxic that I was standing in a corner at my internship, uh, cause I made it to the internship portion of school and I was, I felt like I was just floating. I, I know now that that was probably from the ammonia from bacteria dying. Mm -hmm. And I was so foggy, so lethargic, I could barely function. But two weeks in the pain, the tiredness, the dysfunction in my body, like I could just tell that Things were starting to turn back on and start working. And I've known for a long time that since since going through all that, that my body detoxes very effectively uh, without a whole lot of support. So I was blessed in that way because again, I didn't know about detoxing. So there was no saunas, no coffee enemas, no castor oil packs. There was nothing, and <laughs> I wouldn't have known it to do that anyway. I would have just tried to tough it out, but I was blessed that I, I was able to make it through several protocols without a whole lot of support, and within a few months, I mean, I was 80% functional in all the ways that I had lost and, and just feeling like a new person.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting because you you've said that you didn't know that detox was a thing. (laughs) And I'm curious, like, what do you think about detoxing now? Detoxing
1: is my all day, every day working with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in my own personal life, I'm not going through a Lyme protocol anymore. You know, I haven't had to do a, a protocol for an infection in years, but I still do one year by year just to, you know, a short one just to keep myself well. It's, it's maintenance. It's upkeep. It's what you would do to your car. You got to keep it up. Right. So I do that, but now I still sit in a sauna. I have one in my building that I use. I do a little detox every year for the body just to make sure that I keep myself. Well, I drink apple cider vinegar with some different other things mixing it like lemon and cinnamon just to keep my body cleaned out. I avoid plastics. I avoid all of these things that are toxic to me because I don't ever want to go back to where I was and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: detox for most people is more important than worrying about what bug you got to take on because you got to be able to detox and get yourself cleaned up and get to the working on the bugs, the infections first, because that is the biggest step for most.
0: Right. So it's interesting because I, I know for myself, I've changed the way I work with clients. Um, And you probably maybe even were fortunate enough to start this way where it's like, okay, functional medicine is great. You know, we all have that appreciation of being able to fine tune things, but if there's an underlying condition that isn't always noticeable. It You can't test for it. I mean, muscle testing, yes. And there's certain ways you can test for these things, but most people aren't doing that. And so it's like, I've decided, probably similar to most people that have that have figured this out. It's like, well, instead of throwing random supplements at you, like throwing them at a brick wall, the brick wall being a pathogen of some sort, whether it's a parasite or a worm or Lyme disease or Epstein-Barr, whatever it is, let's get rid of that wall first. And maybe we need to throw less supplements at you, you know, and maybe things start to function on their own and then you start to feel better. Most people forget um, what it feels like to feel really, really good. You know, because toxicity doesn't happen overnight. For most of us, it's a gradual thing We're like, you know, like your experience, like all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't you, you had gradual symptoms. This started feeling more tired, couldn't press as much or, or lift as much or needed longer warm ups to get your joints happy. Right. And that didn't happen overnight. Right. So it's like we always think, though, gosh, well, the detox, you know, people think it happens overnight because there's usually a trigger, right? Stressor or some kind of injury or whatever it might be for that person. And they think it happens overnight where it's like, no, well, this has been building for a while. So it's going to take a while to remove this. Now, you, When you were very fortunate that you're young and when you discovered this, you were still pretty young enough that you, you know, I look at it. I've been on this planet a long time. And I'm like, that's just a longer time to be exposed (laughs) to the toxins that everyone's breathing. We're all drinking them. It's inevitable. Right. So I'm curious how you approach that. You know, I call it a detox lifestyle. That's what we're all living now. Right. What can we do and how many layers can we, how many toxic layers can we remove? Um, Were you even thinking about like products you were using or Um, you know, things, foods you were eating, like what did it look like outside of, you know, going to Dr. Lindsley and taking these, these magic potions, because he's kind of genius um, (laughs) that helped remove that. But like, while you were going through it, did it spark in you to be like, oh, well, what foods am I eating? Or what products am I putting on my skin and and brushing my teeth with and things like that? I'm curious what that looked like for you.
1: You know, back then, being 25, being not, not, not knowing much about the detox world, not being told a lot about it. Did I eat a little cleaner than my friends? Yeah. Less pizza, you know, not going out and drinking a bunch of beer, not doing that sort of thing. But I wasn't thinking about my shampoo. I wasn't thinking about what's in my water when I'm at home. I wasn't thinking about those things that came later for me. So I got through Lindsley's formulas, got back to about 80% as so many people I've, I've seen, over the years do they, they get better, but they don't get all the way there. And I was, that was me. That was my story. I was 80%. And I was like, okay. So I was in practice a few years and I, I had patients bringing me different foods. They would actually bring into my clinic if they were a 10 o'clock patient or a four o'clock patient. I had a couple that were They'd come in once or twice a month around that time. They knew that I was always snacking at that time. So they'd bring me food. And I realized that my blood sugar was an issue because I still had some things going on in my body that needed to be taken care of, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't even recognize it as a problem until I was sitting in a conference. And they said, we're going to do a fast. We're going to do a 24 hour Mm. fast. And I was going, what?
0: (laughs) You're crazy. No, 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 no.
1: I eat every two hours. And if I don't, I feel like crap.
0: And you're like, and you're like, no, no, no. I'm not the person that fasts here. No. So I did
1: it. <laughs> and when I did this fast, I actually rashed up on my body, um, out from my armpit, across my face, over my chest. I go, oh, and they're like, so that was from detoxing. I go, okay, so I'm pretty toxic, I guess. So that's what's put me on the detox journey, where I started going, oh, I'm going to get this app that can scan bottles, and I'm going to get only the cleanest products to put on my skin, my hair. I'm only going to get the clean pans that that don't have all the toxins that come off when you cook. And then from there, it was, oh, I just, I mean, even to this day today, I just built out a brand new building for my office, and we don't have any ductwork whatsoever in it. We have... Mini split mm. HVAC units so that each individual room has its own you know air conditioner heater. That way there's no ductwork to carry mold around and the filters are in it where you can reach right up and, and check that filter. So I have taken it to the next level, even in building my building with paints that were lower toxicity so that when we came in, it wouldn't be toxic because after that fasting experience and me pushing out these toxins and then spending the next year learning about heavy metal toxins and mold and environmental, environmental toxicities and how dirty our water supplies are, here comes another 10, 15% of function. Now I can not eat for 24 hours and my brain gets clear. I can go to a workout after a 24 hour fast and be just fine. I can think so much more clearly throughout the day I felt like I just turned on the next level of cognitive ability by detoxing by regulating blood sugar by learning what a ketone was and this was even after getting rid of what I always like to call as the bugs because I like to keep things as light as I can and when you call them infections it just seems a little more harsh
0: yeah so I'm curious, like, what did you, did you experience any fun release of bugs? Like, like most people, but like I have, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've got people that I've talked to blowing worms out of their nose. We're all pooping worms. I mean, come on, you know, it, this is the fun side of it. I think because I'm like better out than in, man, that thing has been in there how long and I work hard to grow my own food and do all this stuff. I don't want to feed them. I want to feed my body, you know, I get a little <laughs> Yeah, so I
1: mean, I did all <laughs> Lindsley's formulas in what was two thousand twelve, I believe. So it's been a while. Um, we didn't have mimosa pudica back then to grab things and pull them out whole, and parasites weren't as on the map for me then. So by the time Doctor Watt started doing some mimosa pudica experiments, which gosh, that was four or five years ago. He was sending me a bottle, mm-hmm. like a a prescription, a, a prescription <laughs> bottle looking thing that had pills <laughs> in it. And he said, take three of these a day and see what happens. Now, well, we all know what happens. <laughs> you're, you're pulling something out of yourself, sitting on the <laughs> toilet going, what in the world did I just do?
0: Oh, the first time it- you know, and part of, part of my reason for doing this is to explain this to people so that when it does happen to them, they're not surprised. And to be like, okay, I'm not alone here. There's so many people that have experienced passing worms through, you know, stool or through their nose or whatever. And so it's like, my goal is don't be afraid of it, right? First of all, they're dead. People are like, oh, is it wiggling? I'm like, No, the thing is dead it's not it's not like alive and squirming in the toilet you know (laughs) because that might actually freak me out unless somebody's had that happen I haven't heard that yet but you know it's like this is part of the the experience and when you realize like your experience through fasting I love fasting I'll I'll I'm you know I'll fast for 13 days and just be on cloud nine And my students, when I'm teaching yoga, they're like, oh, God, are you fasting? This is a really hard class. (laughs) And I'm like, I have so much energy. I don't know what to do. Um, So it's amazing when we can get out of the way and let the body do what it's supposed to do um, and stop bombarding it with, you know, food has become, um, you know, this intense relationship for most people where and you probably felt this way too where it's like well if i don't eat i mean i'll i'll die you know people feel like that and it's like no you seriously you can go days and weeks without food <laughs> and you know i don't know if you use that in your own practice um, i know you you probably use it as part of your detox lifestyle but do you see this relationship with food has with that people have with food and being such a huge obstacle in getting them to that. Absolutely. Next level.
1: I start talking about fasting with clients all the time and well,
0: and people glaze over <laughs>
1: they look well, at people come <laughs> into me because, you know, chronic illness. And so I kind of feel out where they're at. I'm like, have you heard about parasites before? No. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. And I, I steer my yeah. conversation. I'm like, okay, you're here for Lyme. Have you heard about fasting before? Have you heard about parasites before? Have you heard about mitochondria, detox, coffee, enema? And just asking those questions to say yes or no. And if they've never heard of fasting, then I just go, well, you know, it's a great tool. We'll talk about that later. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, mm-hmm. uh, you know, did you look into that fasting thing at all? And then, you know, a few months later, maybe when, when I'm starting to really gear toward putting that in there as something more for that person, you know, we're going to start working on, on doing an intermittent fast. And I kind of just, just little by little start adding that into people's minds and, and opening them up to this is a thing. And, uh, and I'll talk to them like, yeah, I had somebody do a 30 day fast one time and they just kind of look at me like, yeah, like I am an alien. And then, and then I, I just kind of take yeah. it from there and, and just, <laughs> because when you work with people, I don't want to overwhelm anybody and I don't want to try and rock somebody's world so much that, you know, you're already feeling bad and sick and scared. I don't need to add to that in any way. So I just kind of dribble information in there little by little by little, um, until they're comfortable. And oftentimes when you do that, they're like, so you've been talking about that fasting thing. Is that something I need Mm -hmm. to work on now or something I could add in? Will that make me feel better? Sure would.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, and it's interesting because what you're, what you're saying is, is so common too. We don't want to overwhelm people. Um, But giving options is, is part of it. It's like, Oh, there's all these tools, but I'm only, you know, and I didn't experience all these tools at one time either. Neither did you from your story. It's like, you know, we gradually start to uncover these layers of what it means to, to detox the body, support the body, heal the body, right, and feel good. Because ultimately, that's what people want. They just want to feel their best. And some people have forgotten what that feels like because, you know, once again, they've just gradually gotten into this phase of, of chronic illness, and then they identify with that. You know, and just like you as a young man, like, you know, I can't imagine you not identifying with this quote unquote disease that, you you know, erectile dysfunction. It's like, is that who I am? No. Right. So what am I going to do to fix it? You know, there and you start exploring and then we just start throwing, you know, first you were doing, um, you know, the formulations from Dr. Lindsley and then adding in, oh, food is important, you know, like these uncovering these layers is a huge part of the process because it's not, there's no destination, you know, it's all a journey. And it constantly evolves as we go. So, you know, I loved your quote because you were like, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a race and parts of the marathon. I'm an ex marathoner and parts of it. I had to walk, you know, my feet are bleeding. It's painful. It sucks. My hips were hurting. It shouldn't be marathoning first of all. And it's like, but then you you get that back again, you get back in the groove, and you can keep going, you know, and so it, it, it you are in this for the long haul, and you know, from your experience, even it's been gosh, almost ten yeah. years on this journey, If not longer, yeah, so this is what I would love to express to people listening it's 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 a journey, <laughs> and we're constantly evolving, and we're constantly learning new tools and applying them or, when we're ready. Right, so people where in, they are. In
1: the case of Lindsley or always. Dr. Watts or myself, we're trying to make new tools because the tools that are out there might not always be good enough.
0: Right, right. Well, what I'm finding, you know, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, I'm finding so much about what we're doing and where the science is going, it's so reliant on this ancient wisdoms from, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, and all these old um, ways of thinking and how much much power there is in taking those wisdoms and then applying what we know now with all this modern, crazy, cool technology and just making it better. Because, you know, there's been conversation about, well, disease didn't exist back then. Well, yes, it did because they created an entire system around disease (laughs) you know they were labeling the different phases just as we label it here in western medicine so there's a lot of overlay and i love that it's it's kind of boomeranging back to oh yeah we have to think about our circadian rhythm let's talk about the importance of sleep right let's talk about the importance of when you're eating Uh, maybe putting i don't know maybe you don't um practice this but like not eating past seven o'clock at night. So the body, you know, the body starts to de- detox naturally overnight. So we're supporting this on a regular basis versus this once a year, big event,
1: yeah.
0: you know, because it's important. I think for people to understand, it's not like a one and done. No, it's
1: a lifetime <laughs> you know? of learning and growing and implementing strategies so that well, one, one, once you're well, you stay that way. It's not about trying to sprint to the finish of being well. And then all of a sudden you're just going to be there forever. You don't get a, you know, for me, like I said, I was an athlete. You don't get an all American award that you can put on your mantle for life that says I'm healthy and you stay that way. It's, it's constant <laughs> right work, right. but it's worth it. That's the thing is people will work when it's worth it. So if you can find a way like myself to get back, on your feet and be well, your health will be at the top of your priority list for a very, very long time. Because when you've been down, you don't ever want to go back.
0: No, it's no fun. Absolutely no fun. (laughs) You know, and then once you have that taste of what it's like to feel well, again, that you just keep kind of reaching for that, right? And you just keep striving for better. Especially if, you know, for a young man, if there's a motivation of like, I want to have a family, this is not going to define me and this is not going to keep me from achieving what I want to achieve, you know, and so many people that I see and you, I'm sure you see the same, it's like, even going, you know, seeking out someone like Dr. Lindsley and doing these protocols, it's like, okay, well, these are tools once again, but once again, let's talk about the other tools in your toolbox. Let's talk about sleep. Let's talk about eating. Let's talk about exercise and movement and for your body, you know, because I see so many times and you probably see it too with women that come in fatigued and men too, that, and they're pushing themselves so hard like at the gym and they're like, I just don't understand. I'm doing everything right. And it's like, okay, let's just take a step back, you know, and and go through that healing process that's appropriate for you versus (laughs) what's appropriate for this person. You know, this is what I love about these stories is because we're all at different places and we all require different things. So this is why we've got a big toolbox and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, any last thoughts you want to leave our listeners about detoxing or anything that you feel? Yeah.
1: You, you know, share? it's, it's a journey. It's like you said earlier from my the, the quote I like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And Take that into consideration when you've been sick for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it took a long time to get to where you're at. And you need to make sure that you give your body the due diligence and the respect that it deserves of healing at a pace that it can handle. So when you're detoxing, start slow think about being consistent and steady and give yourself rest because detoxing is a stress on the body. Exercise is a stress on the body. The emotional strain of needing to be better tomorrow is a stress on the body. And when you're too stressed out, that's when the body breaks down. So although all of these things are amazing and good tools, use them in conjunction with a truly thought out plan that allows your body to heal at a pace that it can so that you can reach the finish line. Because if you sprint out of the gate in a marathon and and you never finish, then it's a really sad thing to see when people come into my clinic and they sprint out of the gate every time that they go and work with somebody. I'm like, slow down, calm down. Let's take this easy. Let's make sure that you reach the finish line. So don't push so hard that it buries your adrenals and then you just can't keep going. So I always just caution people to set realistic expectations, but to have hope too, because you will get well, it just takes time. And that is the hardest thing for anyone to hear that's sick because they've been on this journey for 20 years. I'm like, I know, I know you have been, you will get well, just give us some time. We're not going to be there tomorrow.
0: Right. Yeah. The body definitely needs time to adjust. You know, it's constantly, this is what I explain to people. I'm like, your body is constantly trying to support you, but are you giving it what it needs? And sometimes we, you know, we just get stuck in a situation where we've been, um, you know, exposed to something or there's been a a stressor and it could be so many different things. It can look differently for different people, depending on, you know, whether it was a loss of a loved one or a divorce or, it, whatever that is for, for the loss of a job, uh, all of it, right? These are stressors. And because they're, they're, it's an emotional stressor. The correlation isn't quite as well made um, when it comes to, when we start talking about chronic disease, it's like, okay. But you know, the ACE study, if, if y'all aren't familiar with that, it's the uh, adverse childhood experiences study actually shows very clearly that Emotional trauma does trigger or you have a higher propensity towards a chronic illness based on your traumas. So never leaving out the emotional component, too. And like you said, take it easy. The body needs rest. It needs to heal. So redefining what that looks like is so important, right? Being, you know, don't push so hard while you're doing this. You know, you don't need to be at the gym for three hours a day. <laughs> you know, and even what you've experienced, I think from our conversations before, you've experienced a, a greater sense of physical accomplishment by adopting the detox lifestyle and maybe not pushing quite as hard because you don't need to. Is that what is? That well, what yeah. are you
1: now, thirty three. I'm the strongest on some of the lifts. That I've ever been in my life. I'm not training in the gym three hours a day like I was in college at 21 where you'd think I would have been extremely strong then, but I'm getting stronger now working out a little less. I still work out a lot. I enjoy being at the gym, but when your body is healthy and you give it rest and you design workouts and lifestyles that allow the body to be pushed, so it has to adapt and then give it time to adapt and rest. Then you stay healthy, you stay well, your joints don't hurt, you you recover. And and that's those cycles of push and rest and push and rest. You need those in every aspect of your life, whether it's stresses that are emotional, mental, physical, detox. You got to push and you got to rest. You got to push and you got to rest.
0: Mm-hmm. So important, and I think you know, when I was growing up, the rest part was never emphasized. You know, so I know a lot of people that just push, push, push. It's like, no, we have to rest, we have to recover. Um, I've been doing a lot of tracking of my sleep, and I'm like, oh, I'm recovering, this is so awesome. (laughs) You know, it's 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 it's, it to me, I get so rewarded over just that little thing of like, oh, I got a good night's sleep last night, today is going to be a good day, and just continuing to adopt these lifestyle. Um, I call them hacks that you can, that are easy to adopt and, and just create massive impact for the rest of your life. And one of those is rest, I think, you know, and I think a lot of people will agree with me (laughs) when you sleep well, you feel well. Absolutely.
1: And and I always tell people, there are some things that you can do for free that will help you with your health, sleep, Mm -hmm. drink water, Avoid certain toxins, you know, fast a little bit. There are free <laughs> things that you can do that will absolutely build your health. And so many people ignore those free, easy things like go to bed when the sun goes down, wake up when the sun comes up and make sure you get enough of sleep in those hours. Make sure you're actually in bed with a cool room and all the little things that you can do that add up to be really big.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yes. I love sleeping. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. And I love that, you know, I know for a lot of people, sleep hacks are a big part of getting well and their journey. And it's a hard one for some people. And it's like, okay, just shut the screens. Let's just simplify and shut the screens down. So you're not taking in those blue lights and all this stuff. There's so many layers to this. It's, it can go on and on. Um, thanks so much for all your wisdom and for sharing your story. Um, any final no, thoughts? I think
1: that's it. I'm just very thankful that you had me on here and hopefully this story can help one person just continue to have hope and, and take the steps to getting well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will. Your story is pretty powerful. Thank you. You too. All right, Dr. Moore. Thank you. Have a wonderful Bye. day. Thanks for listening to Detox Diaries. You know, guys, I really, I'm on a mission to spread the word about detoxing and have it be part of your foundational healing journey. It's not the most beautiful process. It can be messy, dirty, disgusting, but I am on a mission to make it funny and fun and light because it's so incredibly fucking powerful. So, I've created a 12 month program called Gut Instinct. And if you want any more information about that or any information about any of the guests, head on over to the show notes. All the info is there. So, take care, and we'll talk soon.